0: I'm Karen Sanchez, and you're listening to Data, De Aquí y De Allá, a weekly podcast where individuals championing our communities become a collective of healing through storytelling, a true team effort. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll continue to tune in. Data listeners, we are back with a new episode, and today our guest is tiny drum roll please, <laughs> Davian Lopez. He is a author and so much more. I actually just want to dive right in. Davian, can you tell us where the Lopez's are from?
1: Lopez's are from, oh boy. Um, so that's funny because I actually did a DNA test and like, you know, how like your parents tell you, oh, we're just specifically from like Puerto Rico. We're all Puerto Rican. It's hundred yeah. percent Puerto Rican. And I'm like, oh dear. okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then like we do a DNA test, and I'm like, Hey mom, it says that we're kind of Portuguese and like Spaniard. And it's just like, that's not true. That's just, that's not how it works. Um, but yes, um, I grew up in North New Jersey. So my family, my father grew up in the Bronx in Brooklyn and my mom grew up in Puerto Rico. So I grew up in New Jersey, North New Jersey. And it kind of was like, your family kind of owns a good block of the street and so, like, we lived in an apartment building, and then downstairs, were my cousins, and then downstairs, they own the bodega. Then across the street, they own the salon. And then on the I other street, it. they own the jewelry shop. So, like, everyone, you know, we're all condensed in one place. It's a family really fair. Nice. <laughs> family fair, absolutely. Um, so, I grew up in North New Jersey with my sister, my two sisters, and, you know, went to public school, very diverse. Um, moved up to North York when we were about maybe 10 or 11. And, you know, stayed in the area for school. My sister went to Rutgers for animal science and I went to Montclair for hospitality. And, you know, I found my way back to Annandale now with other family, but we're still connected. And I went in and out to Puerto Rico a lot as a child too. So there was a lot of experience in Puerto Rico, which I'm actually really grateful for despite growing up and like, Jersey my parents really didn't unfortunately they didn't teach me Spanish it was like in that podcast I I heard you say when you're like you have to be American like the Americans and Selena and then you have to be more Mexican
0: relatable right
1: (laughs) yeah so I feel like it's kind of like that divide between like I have to act like I'm from Jersey and then like when I go to Puerto Rico I have to sound more Spanish and try to understand the language sometimes god it's exhausting but it really um, is I'm happy that I got um enough experience in Puerto Rico to, be, to have s- such a great attachment to it. Cause I feel like it's at fault sometimes when I'm like, yeah, I'm American and I'm like, oh, so but,
0: yeah. Hey, thanks so much for sharing that. I am going to dive right in because I want to talk about your book. It's called I am a Prince. And can you tell us a bit about when you wrote it and why?
1: So, I had socially come out um, as transgender once I got to college, because I it was kind of like growing up, you kind of feel a little different. You're not really sure why, I can't explain the words, because the words aren't really introduced to you, let alone in a Hispanic household and uh, like an urban setting. So like, you, you don't really hear that a lot. Um, once I got to college and I kind of heard the word uh transgender I was like okay this and I found the word that resonates with me and it felt right so I came out socially in September 2019 and I started transitioning medically in January and I, you know I did my name change I decided to get top surgery in November so it kind of all came out at once it, it I'm overwhelmingly surprised a lot of people unfortunately a lot of trans people don't get a lot of healthcare or access to it, like HRT and um, hormone therapy. So it was a lot to actually have in one year. Some people don't get that, like some people wait years to start HRT, some people wait years to get top surgery. And I'm so fortunate enough, I got it the first year. Um, So I had recently gotten top surgery in November. And prior to that, I was really thinking about something like, I saw it on TikTok. I think I said the first time we talked. I saw it on TikTok and I'm like, quick way to make cash. And I was like, I'm unemployed. Let's do this. And so (laughs) they're like, write a children's book and put it on Amazon and then you'll have like, you know, it's a nice little income for the day. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I was thinking about what I want to write about and I didn't want to write anything about like animals or anything like that. Like I was like, I don't want it to be a basic book. Like there's a thousand books about animals. There's a thousand books about cars and trains and like inanimate objects. And um, it started to resonate with me that I wanted to write a book that was more personal to me. So originally, it wasn't supposed to be a big like project for me. I was just going to be like, okay, quick. But then as I moved along and as I got in top surgery and then recovered from top surgery, I had really felt the need to like explain the feeling of and the experience of being transgender, especially for kids because they lack that concept in books and, and they don't understand or not that they don't understand, they don't, they don't have that. And then that's how I felt when I was younger, that they don't have that rec- representation. There we go. Um, so I wrote the book <laughs> and it took me a while to write the book because I really couldn't find the right words. And after top surgery, it kind of came to me more quickly because it kind of came full circle with my name and my transition and my Top surgery, and I was like, okay, I think I found the right words of what it means and how it feels. And so I wrote it, and it, I published it. It was pretty; the process was pretty uh, good. But I know we'll talk about that a little there. So, but yeah, so to have the representation that I lacked as a child, and know that other kids need that representation.
0: Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that because um, in our previous conversation, you did mention that there are a couple of books out there that touch on the subject to a certain degree. Um, and to your same point, I actually recently um, read somewhere that in regards to children's book, there are actually more representation of animals in like children's catalogs than of POCs or BIPOCs. So I think it's so lovely that you were able to make that conscious choice, have this prince that looks a lot like you, a young boy from Puerto Rico. And not only that, but I really um, spoiler alert a little bit um, <laughs> The prince loves to cook. And I was like, I see the connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really, really sweet. And um can you tell us a bit about um your love for the culinary world? You mentioned you that was um part of your your studies in college. What drove you to um to that part of existence? I
1: I know we said this before, but it's just such a funny story. I love telling it. Where in eighth grade, i convinced my friends and I that I would own a bar. And God knows what I knew about bars when I was in eighth grade. I (laughs) I was just like, it makes money. Adults like it. I guess we could do this, guys. We could do this. Like, it's fine. Like, it looks easy. Um, And then I ended up going to high school, vocational school, which offered culinary arts as one of the um, subjects that you can learn. And I met the culinary teacher from a burn that I had gotten. (laughs) And... in um cosmetology class because i burned my hand in cosmetology class and then he meets me and he's like you want to do culinary i was like yep that's cool. if that's what's going around of course i'm going to do <laughs> culinary um so i ended up choosing that and i ended up going finishing off that in my senior year for high school and then i tried to go to hudson county community college for culinary arts so I had my associates for that and then i decided to keep going and go to montclair for nutrition and food sciences and it's just been something that it, I hold dear to me. I love cooking. I love being in the kitchen. I um, I love management, hospitality, talking to people. Like the environment of it just makes me so happy. And I also like to be an advocate of like the stigma about like culinary where they're like, they praise Gordon Ramsay for being very like harsh and like brutal in the kitchen. And then we're just kind of like, no, no, we're not going to stand for that anymore. We want like positive things because if they teach you in culinary school that every single person in the kitchen matters, then there should be like, you know, equal respect for everyone. It shouldn't be like the chef can be the one making everyone feel bad just because he can. And I'm like, we're not doing that. So that was actually a really important phase in um, culinary college because there was a lot of unfortunately suicides that year Mm -hmm. in the culinary world and a lot of celebrities were passing away due to this. And so we had to have an assembly talking about it and just raising Hmm. awareness about what it means to be in the culinary world and what you want to bring to it rather than just cooking and just making it like if you could take the heat.
0: You're actually moving on to next steps in your culinary career. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I'm super excited for this. Um, uh, Ever since I graduated high school, my teacher kept telling me, he's like, you have to be a teacher. He's like, you have to teach. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll get there. I'll get there. And then a few days later, I'm like, okay, you know what? Okay, I gotta do it. Um, So it's a program that is an alternate route certification program for people who have not been um, in the four year program for education. So they offer this program for people who have worked like 30 plus years in the industry based on associates, bachelors, and work experience. And they offer this course to help you get your certification in teaching and licensure. So I'm personally in the pre course program, which is like 50 hours of. Like education basics, introductions, lesson plans, and things and such. And then I'll move forward into getting a clinical where I work with a mentor. I'll probably be working with my instructor from high school, wow. which I'm super it's excited about. It's gonna come about. full
0: circle. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't wait to work with you. I'm like, it's, it's like I'm in school all over again.
0: That's um, amazing.
1: Yeah, so I, I'll do a clinical with him, and then over the course of two years, I'll get reviews and um, do classwork, coursework, lesson plans. Teaching classes, being an a student aid, teachers aid, and then um, hopefully I'll be getting my certification and license, and then I'll be able to teach my own classes, which is Very like super neat. exciting because I'm like it, it means a lot. I did a lot of um, competitions in high school. I did a lot of national organizations and representation as like vice president of uh, regional, West Coast USA and things like that, and ProStart, which is like um, the New Jersey Restaurant Association wow. or National Restaurant Association. So I was in a lot of um opportunities which is really great and all the people that I've been networking with are like yeah I remember you of course and I'm like oh awesome thank god people know me
0: the prince has a best friend in this book and grew Word through the grapevine is that uh, this best friend is based on a real person tell us more
1: <laughs> oh god so i i uh, love her so much so um i have this best friend that i've been friends with since like junior high school and so her name is Ashley Vizcaino. And originally when I wrote the book, it didn't say that. It said something like Mateo or something like that. And I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I can easily rhyme this with her, la- her last name. And I love her to death. So And she's obviously an important person in my life. So I have to put her in the book because she's my best friend. And so I texted her. I was like, hey, you know, I put you on my book. And she's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did. I, I, I wanted to surprise you. I changed the words. So she's super happy. She's been my best friend since the moment we met. And she's uh, super supportive of me in all aspects of my life. And it's, wow, it's like, I don't know how I I can describe it. It's kind of like having your soul flame, who's that person that you know will never like leave your life. It's just like, there's so much connection and friendship with it. Like it's hard to, it's, it's rare a friendship like this. And, she, and she's been here for me and I've been here for her. We share stories, uh, tears, and, and dreams together. So she actually just got approved to a program to teach in South Korea.
0: Oh, so and neat. Yeah, Very so cool. she's going to be
1: going on to doing some really awesome stuff. She, she did international justice in um, Montclair. So I'm super proud of her for doing this. She just recently went to Germany two years ago. So she's, oh, wow. she loves traveling.
0: Moving am shaking, I love despite it. Despite COVID, I mean,
1: I- but she's, she's doing a lot. <laughs>
0: That's great. And now you have a reason to go to South Korea to go hang out and check out what's good in the in the cul- culinary world out there. <laughs> so we touched a tiny little bit on the self-publishing process, but let's bring it all in from the top. Like, what does that look like? And of course, we're gonna have to talk about the beautiful graphics. So please <laughs> let us in. How does one do this?
1: <laughs> um, so I used um, the information I had gotten from the TikTok that I saw. And it's like, i this artist here. (laughs) Here. I know. I was like, I learned so much (laughs) from it. And um, so it, originally I was looking to find a contract from a public publishing agency or like, you know, to be part of something and have them represent my book. But a lot of people were either like, you know, I don't really do this type of, genre I don't think I'm comfortable with this genre or can we make mm. it about animals and I'm like no and I'm like we're not okay so we're not doing this and so I was like all right let's do this by myself all or nothing 100% and I was looking at how did, I, how did I start first I wrote the manuscript and after I wrote the manuscript I went online to Fiverr which is where I got the art my artist that I met on Fiverr her name is Mutaria Aram. I found her on Fiverr. She's an independent freelance artist. And so I messaged her about the book and she was really excited and sent me some really awesome proofs. Um, so she ended up, I ended up going with her because I felt like her art really resonated with Puerto Rican heritage and things of such. And she did a wonderful job doing the book and I, I loved it so much. She, she actually even just edited it for me in Spanish for I can make uh, the Spanish version. So she's been awesome. I've been planning on sending her a book recently because I haven't gotten to it yet with all the snow that's been happening in Jersey. But she's awesome. Her Instagram, I can give you a link to it. She's just amazing. She's a beautiful artist and she's in in Indonesia. So it was really awesome to work with someone far away. But the time was so funny because like I've messaged her and she's like, it's 2 a.m. over here. I'm like, oh God. But she's a wonderful person. 100% listened to what I wanted with how how much representation of Puerto Rico that I wanted into the book. She did her own research on it too after I gave her all my like examples and pictures. She's, such a great person. I can give you the Instagram and like make sure I have that on there. She's yeah, just we'll wonderful. add the
0: Instagram handle to the show notes so everyone can follow and support her too. Yeah, the, the graphics and the imagery is so beautiful and it ties so well to the story. Shout out to Mutiara. Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> Very neat.
1: <laughs> and after I got the art, I had to upload it to Amazon. So I used Amazon uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. And that's their little publishing that you can do. And it'll upload books to Kindle and then offer paperback if you, um, if you want paperback. And I think it was pretty good. I, I do like, it's very easy. It's free. Like you don't have to pay them to like have your book, which is really like good for me. <laughs> and um, royalties are fine. Like they do a percentage of royalties. So you upload the artwork. It's like very simple, but I was scared for a second because I actually had to change a lot of my um um, files like a type of file that it is because it only works with a specific file but the, I think they're expanding what you can use with like create space and like other programs that they're offering to use. Um, so I uploaded my work. It's really simple. You upload the work, upload with a description of it, upload um, the manuscript and everything like that on a PDF and then uh, you can choose if you want to put it on like pre-order for Amazon or when you want to publish it. And then I did that and you get your own ISBN number, which is really cool. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can like sit back and like, <laughs> and I just see it now. Um, and then you order um, proofs. And after I ordered the proofs, I, you know, either approved it if I wanted it or made some adjustments here and there on like page and like color schemes and like fonts and things like that. And then after I uploaded it and it worked really fine, i um, in terms of like marketing, I did my own marketing for that. I did my own Instagram. I made my own website. I have a Facebook page. Like I did all that <laughs> by myself, which is like the overwhelmingness of like doing something by yourself for self-publishing because it's really hard to do like marketing. So like, it still like surprises me that you even found me on Instagram because like, I had like hey, you 10 know what? followers the, at the
0: time. <laughs> the stars aligned. <laughs> I'm like, it, it was, it's.
1: I think it, it. The only thing that really stresses you out about the self-publishing process is that you're doing it by yourself, and you have to market it in a specific way, and find things that work with you, and know information beforehand to like actually know. Oh, if I upload it here, then I'll probably get more views and things like that. So, like, you have to be your own business, and it's really stressful. <laughs> but I think, again, in, in the end, it worked because I love the glossiness of the page and i remember recording it when i first got the book and i was like this is beautiful i'm super excited for it It came out exactly how i want it it's vibrant like the pages feel great and so i i'm happy with how um amazon offered the the services
0: lovely awesome well damien we're going to take a little break but we'll be right back i have more questions for you let's talk about ethel's club Ethos Club is a Black-owned social and wellness club designed for BIPOCs to thrive. It's a dynamic community built to center, ground, and inspire. I've been a member since late 2020, and I can assure you the vibes are phenomenal, the community is solid, and the gems that are dropped during events keep me coming back. They provide weekly online events that feature a multitude of talented individuals that share their skills and passions. Ethos Club is generously giving data listeners a month of free access to their platform. To send us an email letting us know why BIPOC community is important to you, you can send your email to hello at teamdata.com. You can get a free week trial by going to ethosclub.com. That's E T H E L S C L U B dot See you there. So we are back, and Damien. Tell us, please, what the book is about. I feel like we've talked about all the technical aspects of it, a little bit of tidbits of what's in it. But um, tell us in your own words what the book is about.
1: Um, So the book is based off of me, (laughs) my little Puerto Rican self. And it is about a young prince who struggles to find the words, to explain to his parents how he feels about his gender. And yeah, so the book just explores the family dynamic of um, having a transgender child and kind of makes it more children friendly in terms of introducing the topic and showing how the emotions are for the experience of being trans as a child. And it's just a beautiful way to just introduce the topic to your kids and like understand that it's, you know, these are normal feelings and to make kids who are queer feel represented and seen and like heard.
0: Absolutely. It's so beautifully written and I love the imagery. And like I mentioned to you earlier, I choked up a couple of times because i was like, this is the sweetest thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. I need to give this book to every child I know. And I don't know know that many children, but the ones I do know, got your book. <laughs>
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> so the fan base is growing. It's very exciting. So um, I, I know you mentioned that you want a lot of a lot of reason you wrote it is because you want a uh, queer kids to be seen and try to find the language to how they feel. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. And I also, is going to be really important for, um, kids who still don't know where they stand to realize like, Hey, if my friend happens to be feeling different, like it's okay. Like he, she, or they too are a prince, princess or whatever So I think it's such a beautiful, sweet, gentle way of like having this conversation because even, the conflict part in the book was still um, addressed in a very sweet way. And to your same point about, I think this relates to your your soon to be path in the culinary world. Like you don't want to come at it like harsh. You want to be soft with it, which I think it's a lovely and beautiful thing. What has been some sage advice that you've received um, in the past that you use to this day? Mm -hmm. I
1: think what really sticks with me all the time and my, I, this is when i came out to my father and he um he, he you know he tries he, he's a good daddy he, he sometimes he doesn't understand things when i'm trying to explain it to him but he still acknowledges that he hears me and um and changes based on the actions you know what i mean he's the type of person who Still listen to other people's opinions and say, okay, I'm going to change my actions based on this because I understand now. So I, uh, when I came out to him, he was like a few, really confused for a second. And then he kind of had to take a few minutes to like two seconds to you know, say something. And he's in Florida, so I don't see him as often, but I'm way closer to my father than I am my mother presently. Um, so I told him how I was feeling, and he said, okay, he's like, listen, Damien, there will always be people like you there have been people like you before you were born and there will be people like you after you die. And, and that won't change the fact that you have to live your life for you. And he's, you know, so he's like, it's your life. You're one person and you're all, you're only living for yourself. So do what makes you happy and I will support you hundred percent. And I think that really stuck with me since my transition, because it Reminds me that you know I need this for myself. I I need my top surgery. I need to have this for myself, and it really just drives you to understand that you only live for yourself. Like I don't owe anyone anything. I don't owe anyone any explanation about who I am, what I do for myself. If it brings me happiness, if it brings me joy, if it brings me peace, then I'm gonna do it because that's what you owe to yourself. At the end of the day, it's just peace and love. Like, Thank God. I love
0: that. I love that. That's so sweet. Thanks, Dad, for the kind words. I'm gonna take those too. <laughs> well um Damien you've gotten some really great advice from your dad is there some advice that you like to give away to your um friends or family members or soon-to-be students like do you have something in your back pocket that is your go-to
1: I remember when I was in high school I, I just graduated from high school and I came back and my nurse I met the nurse again and she's like hey how are you I love her she was great in his face And she told me to write a quote on like a little quote board they were doing for uh, Suicide Awareness Week and like to make sure everyone's like um, feelings were up and things like that. And so I put something that I would probably tell my kids, you know, my students, um, always chase your dreams, never back down. You're the only person capable of change and you can do it.
0: That's right, folks. You absolutely can.
1: (laughs) Motivation. Passive aggressive Um, What's it called the aggra- I need this aggressive positivity in my life. You can't do it. you're good. I love you
0: <laughs> in your experience, what do you think are the best ways to help the trans community at this point? Um there's been a lot of things in the news as of late um and is there something that you find is more helpful or or has been helpful for you and in the community? oh.
1: There's a lot of awareness and still a lot of like, woof, a lot of misinformation about the experience of being trans and how to be introduced to the topic. And it it did like make me very sad when I saw that they're implementing, they're trying to implement laws to criminalize giving someone who's under 18 hormones and to criminalize a doctor and this person. And that really is stressful. And I can't believe that, you know, we just had such a high pass in the house of like, protecting our rights and our healthcare rights as trans people. So, um, there's so much awareness that you can get from online and the right places like the human rights campaign and reports of pride, which offers, you know, um, free binders and, um, body contour shaping for trans women. So it's online and there's a lot of things that you can do, which offer, um, donations and awareness and classes that I think are really important for high school that I started and sorry I'm like I'm jumbling so many words because I'm thinking of so many things right now I'm um, ready just
0: get it get them all out get them
1: all <laughs> out <laughs> uh in college they do introduction classes to like LGBT information and concepts for you can understand and like talk to people about and in workshops I remember being in a in a person spoke group for people who are gender non-conforming or non-binary or trans, which is really interesting in my college. So I think it's more about offering the correct information and to be able to access it accordingly because there's so many trans kids that are young and they don't know how to start testosterone or they don't know how to start estrogen and they don't have these things accessible to them so it's so important that we offer these services and to make sure they know that it's out there which is like goes into like ma- lawmaking for like schools like to make sure that they have the information they make sure they have the history being taught for they won't feel so alienated once it's like occurring to them that they need these things for themselves
0: it's so interesting that you said that because as you were speaking, I, I remember having a conversation um, with one of my girlfriends, and she mentioned that um, she has a son who's autistic, and she mentioned that one of the struggles for her has been um, getting information in Spanish for her to talk to her, her family about or just other individuals sometimes when she goes to make appointments with them or, or whatever else. Um, have you found that this information um, in regards to like uh, trans education is is available in Spanish? Or, or have you had any um, issues or concerns like explaining this in Spanish to your, to your friends or family or if you've even had to?
1: So with my family, some of them, you know, the older generation aren't as accepting Um. And some of the younger generations, they don't care. They're like, oh, it's awesome. Sub D, like, you know, it was 100% since day one. <laughs> um, but there is a lot of stigma in, like, Hispanic households where you can't talk about e- either, like, being LGBT at all. And so, like, being trans was, like, my mother, she had to, like, leave Puerto Rico for a few days because they kept, like, guilt tripping you and, like, like guilt tripping me and saying, like, you're going to bring shame to the family, you know, like, that type of, like, very rude gaslighting and like very rude things. Um, I think it's very little access for Spanish and like to be X and B in the LGBT community and it, oof, like I haven't really looked into like a lot of information on it because I really- it. this could become yo príncipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: actually, ha- I just finished the whole layout for the Spanish version. I'm gonna... ah,
0: Exclusive. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> so in So that'll Espanol. be coming out soon. Very exciting. That, it's coming out
1: soon. Okay. A lot of people were asking me on TikTok, they're like, can I have this in Spanish? And I was like, yes, you can. I'm working on it. I promise. But nice. it, 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 oof, it's a very, it's a very deep hole for that in Spanish households. It's yeah. My grandmother, actually, it made me sad the other day, but I had a dream about her and I think I kind of came to terms with it. Uh, my grandmother's recently not well. She's kind of in her last few days of life. She's 96. She had 15 yeah. kids. My family's big. <laughs> and I love her to death. I, I remember I was in Puerto Rico one day and I was sitting on the porch with her and we were just opening beans and things like that, like to make for dinner and stuff like that. So, and we like sugar canes, we're cutting off sugar and things like that. So... Um, I remember I was sitting in my room and I was like, she's going to leave the world not knowing me as Damien, right? But I remember every time I saw her, she would like grab my face and do this. She's just like, you're always my chef. And it blessed her heart to this day because she is, she's 96. She knows all her grandkids. If you come (laughs) up to her, like she remembers like it. And so I kind of went to bed and I was like, I know she knows me as a chef. And like, I think my identity to her will always just be, you know, the important of having that connection and, I don't think she would have a problem with me being trans as long as she knows that, you know, I'm cooking it up and I'm happy. That's what I matters like that. to her.
0: That's so sweet. Thank you for sharing that, Damien. Um, on a slightly different note, um, is there something that you are loving these days that you would like to give Cinco Estrellas to?
1: I would have to say it's another book actually. Can I show it to you? Absolutely. <laughs> so i read this book it's very it, it's full of a lot of like drama but i think you would have loved it so i was like i have to get this five stars it's called corrupted it's a book about ah. a it's really interesting it's about it's from oh my god jared dixon here's a really interesting book it talks about the experience and huge family drama and so many stories that come together with a survivor of conversion therapy Mm. And I was like, oh my God. So the author reached out to me. He's like, I would love to send you this. And I read it and I was like, this is ridiculously insane. And such a, wow. It's such a door opener to the talk about conversion therapy. And I know that's been in the news recently too, because people are like trying to ban conversion therapy. And we're getting there to a lot of states doing that. So it's an important aspect in the LGBT community to talk about and to understand what it does to people. And it's just a great book. I would definitely recommend it.
0: Neat. Yeah. I'll add it to the show notes and all your information, including um, the link to your book. But um, before I do that, what are the best ways to support you and your work?
1: Um, You can support me on Amazon and my direct website, which is the com. And on there, you can like buy directly from me and that kind of helps me a little bit more in the connection of t- like really, um, talking to my customers and like talking to people who get the book and you get a handwritten letter for me. So I think that's like the best way to get it because I, I got one of those and I love my purchase. <laughs> I know I get one. So my, um, uh, my therapist I bought one and I was like, happy thera because like we made like a year together you know? and <laughs> all, and he started laughing. I love it. it. Yeah. There's, there's different uh, links on my website directly to my merchandise and stickers and things like that. If you want to help support and hopefully I'll, come to the point where I make enough money and I can start donating the books. I'm working on donating the books in bulk to LGBT centers and schools and to the places that student uh, kids need it most. queer kids need it most.
0: Sweet. And I'm going to add a follow on Instagram, share it with your friends, share it with your friends, friends, family members, your enemies, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't like you, but here's this
0: very, this is something that will (laughs) help your life. But you know what? We have to start bridging the gap somewhere. It'll be the olive branch for your relationships that are broken. <laughs> so, um, Damien, we're getting close to that time. Before we go, do you have any last words for the listeners? Any Anything um, come up?
1: Uh, Latinx, queer kids, and those who are questioning how they are or what's going on in their heart, they find their resignation what resonates with them um we hear you we see you and we love you
0: i'm holding my heart you're so precious awesome well damien thank you so so much for coming on and taking some time to talk to us about your book about your story about your journey i only see wonderful beautiful things full things ahead pardon that um word jumble English is my second language. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm sure we'll see you on like the cooking channel or one of these things in the future. No doubt about it.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. It's really, really exciting to be part of this.
0: Be sure to follow at Team Data on all social platforms. That's at T-E-A-M-D-A-Y-D-A. I'd love to hear your feedback and any topics you'd be interested in hearing. We can send your emails to hello at teamdata.com. Be sure to listen in every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube, for those who appreciate closed captions. Gentle reminder to rate and review the podcast. Five stars only. Thanks, friends, fans, and fam. Until next time.